Beyond FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. The 314. St. Louis. Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. They said it was just a good story. One that would soon come to an end. They expected us to be satisfied with how far we've come. We're not satisfied. We're here to prove that the past is merely a point of reference and not a predictor of the future. Our team is relentless. We've overcome adversity. We've delivered at the most crucial times. Do you think we have their attention now? You think they can hear us? It's bigger than us. It's about our city. All of us, together, pushing towards the same goal. This is about our dream. About chasing immortality. A collective idea. A singular goal. Do you want it? Do you want to be a part of the greatest time in our history? Together, we're going to dig deep and give everything we have because this, this is all we know. Our eyes are on the ultimate goal. This is about writing a story that will be told for generations to come. And they think we're at the end. Hey, buddy, we're still here. Parental discretion is strongly advised. It's sports and local music wrapped up into one. It's Hat Tricks with Patrick on Beyond FM. Regulators, mount up! Go bang bang, you better pray for this lane switch 
dang with a shame, bitch. You about to get vanquished. I started from the basics so y'all can go stand in amazement. Do what you told, 314. I leave your road up like a rug and dump up on the pavement. Yo, I'm back and I ain't patient. I'm raving on your patience. Dr. J is a moment away from giving these rappers displacement. Back to the basement where the safe is so fire, we will burn down this place quick. We the best, I'm just saying. I'm super saying. You gon' keep dragging these balls until I say when. I don't mean to be mean, but that's all I can be. OJ's in the back of the street selling crap. To the fiends. Turns out that's just my music. St. Louis, how we do this. I just happen to be the best in the scene. Hell yeah, we in the building. They already know they about to feel this. Yelling. You know exactly where we came from. For competition, cause there ain't none. And if you hate both you, yeah, you always on that hoes, bitch. Both you and everybody you roll with. Both you, yeah, you always on that lane, bitch. So both Ghost up on this record with a sinful flow, bring confessions. Your bastard preachers and reverence. Priest with rosary bees, cause that demon that live in me been possesses my adolescence. Eat rappers till it's indigestion. Tell a deacon that I've been feasting on every beat that's in my reason. I see an open 16 and I started dreaming about the feast and flip that. So now I'm feasting on a rapper's dreams and I got them dreaming of playing field this evening. I'm Liam Neeson, they taking by the skills I'm breaking. Double entendre bomb, yeah, the lyric version Osama. My flow deliver is excellent, excellence, not a problem. From a City of violence with predators, sharks, and lions. Millions with malintent, yeah, they moving quiet and silent. Ripping and clutching, lion come with static, then we crease them, collaborating with Chopper. Now that again, it's a feature. Every dummy need a lesson. I'm guessing I'll be their teacher. Aiming in your direction for metal jackets, so breach them. Hell yeah, we in the building. They already know they about to feel this. Yelling. You know exactly I eat you, rap cats for breakfast. You can all get up like chill, but after Netflix. Say you the best check, half my checklist. Approach the SK if you feel it reckless. Become a snack, just after seconds. Bite size for the call. T-Raps in the marinara. On the meat sauce and the meat, you get hit tossed. Yeah. Torch on the track, bring the aloe vera. After your loss, I floss. And catch another body. 1v1 against anybody. Better bring a whole team, I'm a guy to design a Naki. But go ahead, please, try and stop me. Red right hand from the red hot ribbons. Arms and bloody running from rappers, I'm ripping. Pull up and try me, and be my next victim. Wicked lyricism, addiction. I'm contradicting these shitty rappers this simply symptoms with windy rhythm. Your disease to the game. I'm just gassing from the flame. Take a slash up to the brain. Hit the echo of my name. Sean Kong of the SK. Born the chopper. So call me AK. Collision the car. Fully loaded. About to go off. Street sweeping like a saw dog. Put the city in all charm. My back and press like a spot rack. Bitch, I got your headlocks. So go ahead and tap your necks. Getting fucking snaps. And that's a fact. Hell yeah, we in the building. They already know they about to feel this. Yelling. Uh, mount. He uh, turned near injured himself as he had to uh, 
to avoid that pitch. He takes his helmet off, walks back into the batter's box, sets himself, and I wouldn't, wouldn't I love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street, the pitch. Swing and hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Terry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now, Terry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them off. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. That's when you're a professional like Albert is. You don't glare out there. You don't throw your bat. You don't charge the mound. You just take the next pitch and you hit it into the uh, seats. 2003, that was that home run call by Albert off of Kerry Wood by the great Mike Shannon. And if you have not heard and you're just now hearing Mike Shannon passed away this past uh, Saturday night, the age of 83, Cardinal legend, announcing legend, overall St. Louis legend. Yeah. Passing away at the age of 83. I still haven't exactly heard what he passed away from. So from what I've been told and kind of heard throughout the grapevines, it ended up being complications to COVID that he never got over from 2020. Ooh. And he's an older gentleman. 84 so years old. Eight, 84, 83, somewhere in there. He went to, well, I, he actually went to school with my uh, uncle. Really? Yep. And my uncle went to, uh, I want to say it was CBC. Yeah. He, he was a C, yeah, I think he was a CBC grad. And, uh, man. My uncle went off into the military and, well, Mike went to uh, play baseball. Went on to be one of the best Cardinals in history. It is Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. Welcome to the normal Monday night show, but instead we're doing it on Wednesday. We had some uh, complications uh, this past Monday. Doug cannot do first of the month Mondays. And then I end up going to uh, Red Flag last night for the show for 314. Midwest Gorilla Avengers. Theory and Midwest Avengers and Head PE. And then it was a dope show. And I'm sorry, you missed another freaking show, Douglas. Uh, let's. We've had this conversation. If we start doing shows on the weekend instead of in the middle of the week, it's a little bit different. But I get up at 4:30 in the morning. I had this conversation with Brad Millibeats, uh, Brad Millibeats from True and Four yesterday too, and it's just like it's a Tuesday, and he's like, "I know." And I'm like, "It's a Tuesday. Why are we doing a show on a Tuesday? I don't understand." And he even couldn't even fully explain it either. Hey. They they do the show when they can get the room, more or less. And but it just it, it sucks because I, I have to miss so many of them because of what it, it is. It was an overall great show. There was a pretty good turnout. Uh, Tony ended up being there. Rustin showed up and hung with them pretty much the whole night. I you know Gorilla Theory kicked ass. Tree One Four was awesome. Midwest Avengers just like totally rocked the house. And then Head PE the finisher. They had an amazing set, and I finally got to see them live. Like, low-key, they were, like, one of a, a kind of a, I wouldn't say my favorite, but low-key, like, a good band, like, way back when we were in high school. So, like. Quit, just, let's quit aging ourselves. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of high school, one of my old high school mates and uh, current coach, we have Andy Barra on the show tonight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad Pre- to be here. Appreciate you coming in, sir. Glad to be here. So we got co- so let's let's go over your titles. We have coach, we have personal trainer, 
Because you just now got certified within the last two weeks. Yep, certified personal trainer and uh, certified online trainer. And certified online trainer. And then there's one more I'm missing. Am I missing one more? That's it on the trainer side. I'm also a men's physique competitor. Okay, so that's the official title because I was going to say bodybuilder, but I'm like, that's not an official title, is it? Yeah, no, men's physique, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a different uh, chapter. It's not bodybuilding. It's more about what you look like, not how big you are. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you don't need kegs in your arms to be what he does. Right. What do you, mean? you don't need kegs, like lifting kegs, basically? No, have you, have you ever seen them bodybuilders and from competitions? Do their biceps look like it's a fucking keg. I mean, look at Andy's. Andy's got I'm not saying he's got biceps. small, but I'm just so saying. Come on now. No, just, <laughs> Andy knows what I mean. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a whole other class. Yeah. So we got you on to basically to promote your online uh, personal training, your online coaching. Uh Talk about more like what's gone into that. And then we're going to be talking about your men's physique uh, competitions too. Uh, so start off like, how'd you get started? Like, cause you just hit me up out of the blue, probably about like three months, like a little less than like two and a half months ago. And we're just willing to help and, you know, kind of go from there asking how I was doing when it came to like my workouts, what I can change. And, Tell me how you got started with that. Yeah, so um, I was actually just got into fitness about four years ago. Uh, believe it or not, when I was 33 years old, I was a whopping 128 pounds. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, not uh, not the biggest guy. Um, I couldn't remember when I saw 128 pounds last. Right. I mean, I'm right. 128 on scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I've got a couple kids, and I was like, you know, I don't want my kids being bigger than me. So I had to start going to the gym and then uh, it kind of was a hobby and then uh, became more of a lifestyle. And uh, fast forward, you know, three, four years. And uh, I just really wanted to wanted to help people start losing weight or gaining weight or whatever their goals were. Um, and I reached out to you because I know you've done it in the past. And um, I thought, well, this would be a good opportunity for me to get my hands dirty a little bit and uh, try to help you out. He's there 20, like so far, not to toot his horn too much and whatnot. He's been there pretty much 24 seven with like any questions or anything like that. And then he's actually come and worked out with me uh, once or twice to like, show me like if I'm doing anything wrong, kind of like gauging to make sure I'm actually doing the workouts and stuff like that. So is that like something you actually do for like other clients basically show up and work out with them too? Or it's just, was I just that special? Andy? No, you're special. Yeah. Oh, you're special. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, typically I do it all online and I don't, I don't go over to clients houses or anything. Um, I picked online coaching cause I can do it, you know, all around the world. Um, but I have gone gone to uh, some other people's houses and just kind of shown them the workouts that they're going to be doing to make sure that they could do them. Um, otherwise, I would just have them send me videos of them doing the workout, and I could make the adjustments that way. Nice, nice. How many clients are you uh, currently working with? So I've only got four right now. So I'm um, looking to take on a few more, but I don't want to take on too much because I want to be able to uh, spend time. I want to be able to uh, spend enough time. Uh, with each client, and uh, I do have a full time job, and my wife has a full time job and three kids, so um, not looking to switch over full time right now. 
Man, you are busy. Yeah. What, Pat? What? What? You're over here looking at yeah. me. I was saying you could, I mean. Well, you, you know, he said he didn't want to take on too much at one time. You did just mention you're calling him like 24-7 <laughs> on this. So he, he's got to squeeze in everyone it's else around your schedule. <laughs> I've had to text him a couple of times and just remind him that he's an asshole for some of the workouts that he's put me through. Three o'clock in the morning. Hey, coach, uh, <laughs> I know you're sleeping probably, but I'm at the radio station. Um is there anything I can do while I'm here? <laughs> yeah, it's always nice. First thing in the morning, you wake up. You're an asshole. You're like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Pat. I'm going to go work out now in, in anger. So I appreciate it. It's motivation. Of, uh, he must have done something last there's night. Been, there's been a couple of times where he sends me these cardio workouts, and he, this is the stuff that he's got me doing. It's the circuit workouts. So it's uh, start with jumping jacks, burpees, and then battle ropes. And then add on uh, the rowing. rowing. Yeah, the rowing machine. And there's no break. It's just back to back to back to back. Four sets. So out of that. just dying. Out of that, I could do two of those. That'd be the battle rope and the rowing machine. No jumping jacks because of the ankles. No burpees because of the knees. Yep. (laughs) I have to do everything low impact from the waist down. (laughs) I've torn pretty much every ligament. In my lower half of my body. Yeah. And that's common. And that's why I do the custom works at workouts. I mean, there's a lot of trainers online that sell these workout plans. And then you go and they don't show you what the plan is, mm-hmm. obviously, because you got to buy it. And then you spend two, three hundred dollars. You buy the plan and then you realize you can't do half of it. Right. You know, or if it's it's a two hour long workout and you only have a half hour to work out. Yeah. It's like I we just me and Chrissy just bought mountain bikes over this past weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, let me tell you, bikes are not cheap nowadays. No, oh. you're talking about. I've been like contemplating on bike. We bought huffies, huffies. Oh, going old school, huh? Yeah. Well, look. So we went to Academy Sports, mm-hmm. and it was Huffy, Mongoose, or Ozone. <laughs> and I asked the guy, I'm like, so what's what's the difference? Because I, I mean, obviously, I know what's the difference between a Mongoose and a Huffy are. I'm like, what's up with the Ozone? He goes, well, that's Academy Sports brand. I was like, okay, usually you buy the their brand is a little cheaper. They had this bike marked down from $399 Whoa. to $189. And I was like, what's the deal with huh? it? Yeah. $189 still? That's pretty expensive. He said, well, people bring these bikes back within the first three months after buying them because they're just garbage. Really? Yeah. Was that the uh, the ozone? The ozone. Okay. The Academy Sports. So, I think her bike ran me 199. My bike was 179. Or no, her, maybe mine was 149. Hers you was just 179. Stick with the stationary bike, because in all honesty, you're too beat up. You're gonna end up getting hurt somewhere. No, because you know I, because I rode my bike already once up and down the street, um, and it's just. I like biking, and I mean, used to bike all the time. Problem is, is I got two left feet anymore. And one set, well, no, actually, the bike in my garage, every time I try to take off, the chain would pop off, and I just didn't have time to fix it. So I just bought a new bike. Go flying off the front end. Hey, but guess what? (laughs) We did buy the fat people seats, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even somebody like you. I would recommend buying the fat, the fat butt seat. And the only reason I say that is because they use um, a different cushion on it. So, like when you buy a bike now, it's like straight hard plastic with a very 
thin piece of like leather over it. There's no cushion at all on, on bike seats anymore. So you have to buy it like custom made or like customly or what? No, you can like Academy Sports had them. They're like 40 bucks. Mm. But I mean, they're memory foam type cushion. I'm back seats. living down in the county. Are like any of the trails still like available down that way or what? Well, I mean, there's some in Eureka, Wildwood area. And um, there's there's quite a few. My uh, brother-in-law, he's real big into biking. So um, pretty much any state park. That's yeah, open trail. Yeah, state parks. I'm too some, some afraid nice to be here. doing that I shit. I would not do Elephant Rock. <laughs> 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 that thing is how to walk. Castlewood, <laughs> uh, Castlewood trying to bike up and down. I'm too afraid of, like, eating shit. I enjoy having my front teeth. Just well, put it you know, way. you could be like the hockey players. Put a mouth guard in. Put a helmet on. You're already ugly enough, so it's not going to hurt there. Oh, that's thanks, Douglas. Appreciate you on that one. Thanks for the boat of confidence. I needed that. All right, let's take a quick uh, take a break, and we're going to play a song from uh, pe- a couple of people that just went on Fox Two News. Yeah, what do you think about that? Should we tell everybody now? Or I think we everybody? should wait till we come back from. Break. Yeah. We got an announcement uh, to promote for Crystal O'Connor and the Whiskey Rebels, and here they are now. It's beyond, on Beyond FM. Beyond FM. 24-7. Are you
for real. Somebody needs to fill my cup. It's a Crystal O'Connor and the Whiskey Rebels with Ozarks on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. Doug, tell them what's coming up with Crystal and them. First off. You are such good friends with them now. Yeah, first off, what a great song that is. Seriously. And they did a great, had a great show this past Friday out at uh, Main Street on St. Charles. Had a great show the weekend before. Was that the Honky Tonk? Yeah, Honky Tonk. What did I, I say? The, no, no, no. Uh, you said Main Street, St. Charles, but I said, is it the Honky Tonk? Because I asked Ben what the, what a Honky Tonk was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I annoyed the crap out of him with that question. So, But yesterday morning at 9 a.m. on Fox 2, Crystal mm-hmm. O'Connor and the Whiskey Rebels announced... They will be headlining Friday night, uh, August, I want to say, 18th. Uh, Let's see. Don't quote me on that date. I want to say it's the 18th. It is the 18th. That is when it is. At the Illinois State Fair. In Springfield. In Springfield, Illinois. They will be headlining that night on the main stage. I believe the only person to play after them, well, it would be the next day, and I think it's Marin Morris is closing out the whole entire show. So to get put at the end of the Illinois State Fair with several big-name people, congratulations, Crystal O'Connor and Whiskey Rebels. I have never been to the Illinois State Fair, especially in Springfield. So I've been to Springfield like three or four times. You went with me life. last year. Yeah, but we went to a baseball game. Yeah, I've been to Springfield three times this week already. I might be going back Illinois again. or Missouri? Illinois. Damn. Dude, I was, uh, so this past Monday, um, when they had the big dust storm mm. up in uh, Farmerville, Illinois, about 25 miles south of uh, uh, Springfield, I was in the middle of that. Nice. Where six people ended up getting killed, 76 car pile up. And you were up there just piling cars out, basically, right? No, I was actually involved with the whole thing i was on my way to springfield when that hit oh damn yeah i'm glad that you see you were safe yeah i turned around and came back i said forget this Jesus Christ. <laughs> nobody got time for that <laughs> nobody yeah nobody's got time for that uh we are still trying to get our concert calendar all fixed up uh but there's a concert for you right there august yes. 18th so if there's any other shows that we are missing oh wait i forgot retro he announced, uh, he finally announced his first show. I believe it's coming up at the end of this month. Yes, the the Dark Room at the Grandel. It's Retro Unplugged, May 26th. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Show starts at 8. Get your tickets now at brightbite.com 
or go to the Grandel and get them there, or even hit up Retro and see if you can get like a. Yeah, is that on Saturday? Uh, the twenty sixth. Oh. Yes, it is. Oh, it's a Saturday night. I had to take somebody for her birthday. Oh, because Chrissy's birthday is the next night. Uh, I mean, is Chrissy going to be okay with going to a rap show unplugged with uh, with Retro? I mean, she knows Retro. It's cool. <laughs> Re- retro put, did me a solid uh, a couple weeks ago, man. He did you a solid. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he showed up he, to yeah, the show. Yeah, he did, he did. I, and he, she did show up to the show, and I would have been there had it not been for the fact that I was down in front of Well, we, you know, out there. we know what Ben says about you. I'm not even going <laughs> to go there. Uh, another show we got to talk about is Giants Woke Eyes Open. St. Louis Anarchy presents the latest episode for at the House of Anarchy on June the 9th. That's a Friday. So you are asking off for Saturday, right? Yeah, I'm working on it. You you better work on. it. I'm working on it. I got. I got. Because we stuff. have to show up for these shows. Basically. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm working on it. This I is going to be Dougie's second second show ever showing up for like an indie show, and hopefully, uh, your little buddy's going to be there. I'll get my, I'll get my boy Troy out there. I'll <laughs> get my boy Trigger. Hopefully, he shows up. Hopefully, Trigger Rodney shows up. Uh, some of the matches they've announced so far: a trios match. Thomas Shire, one called Manders, and Mad Dog Connolly faces off against Derek Neal, Moonshine Mantle, and Casey Carrington. That's being billed as a match that's just going to tear down pretty much all of Alton. Uh, Davy Vega, who we are trying to get on the show, takes on Raheem De La Suede for the Destination Championship. Uh, Billy Starks, who just signed with AEW, she takes on. Mayum Yamasada, and another match that just got announced is Gary J makes his return to the states. Did you know he's out of? T- out yeah, I did. I, yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, Gary J comes back to the states finally. He's currently going through England. I believe he's going to Germany next, and he's going to end up in Japan. He takes on Brogan Finley, who makes his debut at the House of Anarchy. Get all your tickets now at House of Anarchy at stlouisanarchy.com. We are going to be there, and hopefully we're going to be broadcasting live. Still kind of waiting to see on that one. Gary, that's not the match we asked for. It's not the ask, not the match we asked for, that's but not it's, the still, answer we it's, he's, it's still going to be a burner, man. And you should see some of the shirts they're promoting for uh, – is he doing? Uh, is he going to be in new, do a new Japan show while he's over there? I don't know. I mean, Dominion's going on right now. Uh, he, I don't know if he's going to show up on a new Japan show. If anything, he'll do something for Noah. I would say. Hey, either way, I mean that's huge and yeah, moving up. And, I mean the fact that he's gone for an entire month and a half—that's pretty big. Is Anakin people. with him? No, Anakin's in the states. Anakin's around here, and the shirt that they are selling right now. I'd say I'm jumping on that. The show on Doug, it says, Anarchy is not a place, it's a people, which taken off from Asgard, yeah. from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, uh, talking to Andy, you basically said you started about like four years ago. And you said you didn't want your kids basically to be any bigger than you and or you to be bigger than your kids. Yeah, yeah. More or less. Uh since then, like what like how like what kind of certifications did you have to go to to be able to get certified to be a personal trainer? So I went through NASM. Um it's a recognized certification in the US. Um they're one of the most popular ones. And and actually 
in uh, Missouri, at least you don't have to be certified to be a trainer, but you know, getting your certifications, most gyms want you to have that if you're going to work for them. And it kind of shows clients that you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just a guy who goes to the gym and, and can work out. So there's a lot of people out there, a lot of the influencers that, you know, call themselves coaches and fitness gurus. And kind of the just because they see on TikTok and stuff like that, 90% yeah. of them are full of BS. So. Yeah, exactly. Just because they, they have a good physique because they probably have a coach telling them what to do. Um, but, uh, yeah. I believe that's what Andy from S2 and First Forum makes every one of their uh, employees to go through is NASM. They have to be certified to uh, to work at like S2, yeah. Oh. They might, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good certification. It normally takes, uh, they, they say about 12 weeks to get the certification. Um, I happen to get it in four um, yeah, I am. overachiever. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, overachiever yeah. over well, here. Well, I tell you, I I put a lot of time into it. Uh, pretty much any spare time I had, I put into it. Um, but then also, which wasn't much, even the fact that you got the three kids, you got the full time <laughs> right. job and whatnot. Four kids with Pat, I mean. right? Uh, uh, all thanks. these texts and stuff. I made time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I did it in four weeks, and uh, it's a proctored exam, so you got to go to a. You know, it's a little place and, and take the exam in this little room. There's like seven computers and uh, it's like completely quiet and awkward. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it wasn't easy, but uh, but I got it done. And I the package I bought, if you fail once, you could take it again for free. So I thought, well, I'll just take it. And if I fail, you know, I'll just take it again, study some more. But I was about halfway through taking it the first time, and I was like, "If I fail, I'm not doing it again." I was like, "This Jesus. is this is horrible." <laughs> but what was like? What was so horrible though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, I was prepared for it. Um, the questions were just different than the practice exam. Um, they were the, kind of the same questions, but just worded a little bit differently. So you really had to think. Um, but but it, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I I passed, and and I'm glad I did because I did not want to do it again. <laughs> I had that same problem when I was taking my CDL test. I took every practice test out there without reading the book. Mm. Got to take the test. Man, none of them questions even popped <laughs> right. up on the test. Really? I was so pissed. Well, when you pass, do they tell you your score or just say pass or fail? Uh, they tell you how many you got wrong out of. Okay. Yeah, so this this was 120 questions. And uh, at the end, um they just say pass or fail, so you don't know if you barely passed or if you passed with flying colors. Or well, see, like for the CDL test, like in Missouri, you have to take three different parts. You have to take air brakes combination and then general knowledge. And the like, you can only like I think the first one was like 120 questions, and it's like 25 or I don't remember. It's been over a year that I took it, but it's like you can only miss like. 10 questions out of that 120. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like how like a standard driver's test is basically you can only miss like 10 questions. Yeah. It just had a lot harder stuff to remember. Damn. Yeah. I remember after I took the test, I was uh, nervous. I was like, you know, did I pass or not? And then as soon as you finish, they're like, do a survey on your NASA material, whatever. And it's like a 12 question, whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I like do the survey. I'm like, okay, did I pass? <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now I'll do a questionnaire on the facility you're testing. I'm like, I'm like, they were great. They were excellent. They were fine. I'm like, I'm like, we're good. trying to get as much brownie points yeah. as possible. Yeah. I'm like, it's perfect. I'm like, no problem. Like, did I pass or not? And then, you know, and then it like came up on the screen and it was a bunch of like 
Chinese letters and stuff. And then there was this one little green thing that said pass. And then it went away within like two seconds. And I was like, uh, I was like, I, I, I think I did. <laughs> and the guy, uh, when I finished, he's like, I think you get your results today. And I was like, no, you do. I was like, look it up. <laughs> like, hurry up. Cause like, I'm pretty sure like I passed, but yeah. You get a green light, you're good. If a red light, sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't break out the yellow. Yeah. But then you gotta get recert, recertified basically every two years. It's not the same test. You have to take. Um, um, they've got different programs that you can take, so you can do like men's physique and bodybuilding, um, like competition coach, and you can do like um, nutrition coach and um, just different things to further your education to stay certified. I'm surprised they don't do like they make you guys do a written test instead of like a physical. This is like showing what you learn, like a practical. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Can you do you remember like any of the questions they would ask or anything like that? No, no. <laughs> I just I took I took I, uh, I think I started the test. I blacked out. I woke up and I passed. <laughs> right. Look, it's one of those things. You make it through that 120 questions and you forget everything that was in that book yeah. until you have to take it in two more years. <laughs> next time you, re- you you show up and then next time you realize, oh, my God, I'm at home. How did I get home? When did I take the test? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I was in a, a Facebook group for um, for people who are studying and currently studying for the test. And uh, people kept asking, you know, someone would say they pass and then people would comment. They'd say, well, what, what were some of the questions? And you're not allowed to give exact questions. You know, it's just part of the, the thing. But, um, you know, like what's some of the questions and like no one ever answered it. And I was like, you literally just passed today. Like, how did you not answer that question? And then I took the test and I'm like, no, so much, someone asked the question. They're like, so what was on the test? And I was like. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I don't really know. I'm like there was questions on there. I was like, not sure, but I passed. Yeah, good luck. I was like, I'm pretty sure they were about personal training. I'm like, but other than that, I'm not really sure. Good luck, because if you don't pass, um, yeah, I will tell you. Damn. So you had a so you have to take the test again in two years. Yeah, so it's, I have to take. Um, yeah, so I have to take continuing education courses, basically. So we got to, like, remind you in two years to at least remember one question that's on there. Right. So that'll bring, be my, a pa- bring a pad and paper and write them down as you're going. Right, right. That'll be my, that'll be my goal. So at least the continuing education ones, those are, um, those are online at the house. You don't have to, you know book a session and go into those little rooms. Oh, so he, he can have his book so next to you can, Yeah, they're, they're practically open The only book. problem about open book tests is when you do it online, stuff like that, the classes the are, are timed. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time to look you're, this one up. You're bringing up like Vietnam flashbacks from like my time at like Jeffco with like the timed math tests and stuff like that. Oh my God. Remember, I just went through it. Or? All of college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ready to probably at the end of this year, I'm going back. Full sale? Yep. You just graduated. What are you going to do now? Well, I, I got my bachelor's of science in uh, sports broadcasting right now. I'm going to go back for my master's of science in sports communication. There you go. There you go. So what's next with uh, basically the personal training? Like, I know you said you're not going to be able to take on like a lot of like more clientele and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I've got room for like Doug or uh, no. <laughs> you can fit him in when you, you can try. In. You can try to get him in when he's like not working out when he's throwing bags at uh, at work and stuff like that. Look, so my here's my work schedule. All right, 
Let me tell you something you don't know. <laughs> I go in at, I get up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. I'm at work by 6. I'm lucky if I'm home by 7. <laughs> uh, I run a not-for-profit organization. I am the assistant finance officer for the American Legion here in Florissant. I am a board of directors member for the Gateway Chapter of Safari Club International. Andy, what does that sound like to you? Excuses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, I get it. Like, I, I totally get it. I, myself, um, I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning um, just to get my workout in, you know. So if I had to get up, get up at 4.30 for work, you know, I'd be going to the gym at 3.30 in the morning. I mean, it's it's tough. Well, and sleep is important. So it's like, you know, what do you prioritize? Um, before I was going at 4.30, I used to go at night. I used to go at like... 1030 at night because you know i got the the family and the kids and all that so i try to make it i'm already in bed sleeping by 1030 yeah. i am now because i wake up at four there <laughs> it's like like you i but, go to bed at nine o'clock at night yeah so i can make it up by 4 30 yeah i remember i know yeah. missed out on aew so many times hey man look <laughs> when you're driving a tow truck you gotta be awake you know doing a thousand miles a week right now in my tow truck along all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah. Come back and talk some Cardinal baseball. Yeah, I want to get some get your opinion on like some of the stuff I've been seeing like on Twitter. And Think talking about the rumor of Shohei Otani staying no, in St. Louis. No, 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 no. Others, there's uh, there's your favorite thing ever. Your favorite phrase is uh, being said a lot through like social media. I'm not saying it. I'm just mining you. I'm not saying this. But I'm just going to leave you with this. Must be the, fire the coach. Yes, that's it. We're going to talk about it after five folds next on Beyond FM.
broke my heart That's where it's the last time Three strikes, you're out Better luck next time Deep right center field at the track, at the wall. He ambushed him. One nothing Cardinals lead. We're listening to the sounds of Nolan Gorman hitting a home run tonight. Shohei Otani in the first inning. Thank you to Bally Sports for that one. Appreciate that. Hopefully uh, Newt can hit one off him tonight. Now that would be something. That would be hilarious to see the reaction between the two of them. Just be because they're they were boys. Oh, they're the still entire, yeah, they're 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 boys. They're like during the World Baseball Classic. Like you had no idea number. We had no idea number one that Newt Bar is Japanese. Is Japanese <laughs> until we found out that his like actual like first or his last name is hyphenated. It's like Suzuki Newt Bar. Yeah, it's weird. It's so... I never yeah. look at it that way again. <laughs> never look at Lars or Tommy Edmund being on being from the South... Was he the South Korean team? Uh, that one's a little bit more, you know, okay. You think? Yeah, and I'm not... This could sound really wrong. Oh, uh, don't, 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 don't. No, no, don't no. Don't say it then. Don't say you it. You can kind of look at... Tommy Edmund and realize he has some type of Oriental descent behind him. You don't get that with Lars Newbar though. No, not really. Especially with the name of Lars. Yeah, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. So, so yeah, Nolan Gorman with that home run in the first. The Cardinals are still down three to one. Uh, going into the top half of the fourth. Michaelis on the mound. Drury hit a home run. Otani got an RBI single, and Renfro reached on a single to third. Trout scored. Otani to second. So that's where we currently sit. 10 and 20 Cardinals. 30 games in. 10 games under 500. And there's a lot. There is so much talk about the Cardinals. How many games under 500? 10 games. Out of 30 games, we're 10 and 20. Yeah. Your math is off. We're five games. 10 and 20. Okay. So let me break down how how stats work, okay? 500 ball means you're 20 and 20. Okay. Well, 10 and 20 is 30. So we're 10 games under 500. How many games have we played? 30. Okay, so you can't be 10 games under 500 if you're 10 and 20. So let me show you something. 10 and 20 is 30, right? What's half of 30? 15. Okay, so we're five games under 500. No, you have to be even. For it to be 500, you have to be even. So we are 10 games under our loss record. Okay, that's five. Add, if, add if five we, games. If we are add playing five, five games, no, so if we are playing five hundred ball. That means we're twenty and twenty. That's five hundred. 
If you played 40 games, then okay. But you've only played 30 games. That means 15 and 15 is a 500 record. And this is harder than toilet paper math. <laughs> a mega roll is two rolls. <laughs> uh, I don't think Doug. Are you from uh, Jeffco? I'm is, from Jeffco, and even I know that 10, that 10 games under 500 is. Bro. Moving on, moving on. The the whole situation with the Cardinals, like where they're sitting at, you know, sitting in the bottom of the Central Division. And I've seen this comment more times than not here recently. Fire the coach. Hold on, before I get to that, before I get to that, it's so this is what it must feel like to be a Pirates fan or a Cubs fan. Being this shitty this early in the season every well, single year. Here's the thing. So the Cubs the, the Pirates are freaking on fire right now. Yeah, they just brought up some some rookie. I can't even say young kid. Some rookie been that's been in the minor leagues for 13 years. 13 years. Struck out his first at bat and got a RBI single. RBI single, his second at bat. Yes. Uh, when they put him as the DH the second game. Um, but Chicago's been a good team the last six years. Roughly. Sitting this in. is what it feels like to be a Cincinnati Reds fan. And Cincinnati actually has a three-game better record than us. They're thirteen and eighteen. I just want to say fifteen and fifteen would be a five hundred. That's five hundred. Ten and yes. thank you, thank yes. you, Pat. That's what I was saying the whole time. Yeah, fifteen and fifteen. We're five. If we <laughs> moving on, <laughs> <laughs> you did there. That adds to thirty. So moving, moving on. Wayno is set to make his debut this coming Saturday. His farewell debut. Yeah, his farewell debut. Uh, it's just, it's like you have to look at every aspect of like where they're just going wrong. They're making so they're making a lot of errors. The pitching isn't doing a damn thing. On the offensive side of the ball, Nolan Arenado is not hitting even his weight in the last couple of games. He's sitting at two thirty three. That must be Ollie's fault. Goldie's hitting close to 300. He's hitting 304. His uh, slugging percentage is up to 509, which is way better than what it was like about seven or eight games ago. Contreras is starting to come alive. Gorman's hitting now six home runs. He also leads the team in RBIs. It's just the pitching has been the Achilles heel. And they're not getting it. Well, sometimes the and what the offense like does is sputtering, but the pitching is not getting it done. Steven Matz, who I just saw on Twitter, is possibly getting moved to the bullpen. So you're going to pay a thirty-five million dollar uh, lefty pitcher to come out of the bullpen now. All I'm going to say I'm is to hear uh, your thoughts on that one. Yeah. So I mean. One, we've had a rotation problem for the last, I don't know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes back to as far as uh, our clown, Carlos Martinez, who looked like Ronald McDonald coming out of the bullpen every game. And he was, well, he was kind of matching up with uh, with Yachty there for a little bit. So, come on. Well, I didn't say we didn't have a clown behind home plate, too, okay? <laughs> but, you know, there's the thing. I hate these rants. Go, it is go. not Ollie's fault. It is not the batting coach's fault. It's not the bench coach. It's, it's not the pitching coach. It's a group. These players are not playing their style of baseball. They are responsible for what happens on the field. 
All Ali is there for is to make sure that the players show up to the game and he's the one that puts them in position. Okay, you're benched today, you're playing. That's all Ali's job is to do and to argue with the umpires and to back up the players. To uh, Yeah, to ball and strike. Uh, How is it Ali's fault so. or the hitting coach's fault or the home run coach's fault, depending on how many coaches we wanted to have this year, that Nolan Arnato is not holding up his end of the deal behind, behind the plate. How is it their fault that Miles Michaelis is not the ace he was two years ago, that Jordan Hicks can't pitch in big game situations anymore? That's not the coaching fault at all. That is strictly the player's fault. And when it comes to pitchers, most of the time when they're not uh, performing at their highest uh, place is because their fitness is not to where it needs to be for the long uh, season and for six six or seven innings of the game. Their, their fitness and their physique, or not physique, but their endurance isn't there. It's like, like you said, yeah, it's, it's a group effort, like where things are going wrong. Can't, but there's rumors going around that they're not listening to Ollie when he is like trying to talk to them, that he's benching guys that he shouldn't be benching. And he had that little squad, that little, like, bring it up. You got to bring it up. That beef that he had with Tyler O'Neill. Okay. Because I'm not saying now I'm going to put this out there. I'm not the one saying that they need to fire Ollie. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is a rift. There's a disconnect. There ha- there's feels like there is some kind of disconnect going on. But they're all but there's a lot of anomalies hitting going on. Brendan Donovan in the series against San Francisco gets a runner on first and manages to hit one down the right field line right to the first baseman. Like he hits a screamer down the line. It just so happens that the first baseman's there for an easy double play. Chip Carey even said it. Like, that is the worst luck possible. He did it twice in San Francisco, and he did it another two times against the Dodgers. Let's uh, look. You, you may have brought something up there. So, Chip Carey may be the problem. <laughs> Listen, folks. <laughs> the Cardinals aren't making the playoffs this season. We're going to put that out there right now. It's, it's only 30 games in. They, if I'm, if I remember seeing a post, I can't remember exactly if it was from Bali or one of the St. Louis Cardinal Nation group things out there. Mm. There is no team in MLB history that has ever started a season off this bad and made the postseason. And who just happened to come along this season? Chip Carey. I think. Yeah, I think I saw that post, but there was also... Curse of Harry. Well, there was a post that said there was one team that did make the postseason that started off fairly pretty bad, but not this bad, not 10 and 20 to the first 30. The I think it was you know maybe like five or six games under, and it was the Cardinals in, I want to say, 08. They started off like five or six games under 500 and still managed to win the Central that year. Well, if they plan on doing it this year, <laughs> they better turn around. And uh, I'm just hoping this isn't the curse of Harry Carey. <sighs> the curse. Oh, the curse of Harry Carey to come back. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Cardinals just 
got a oh, Contreras doubles to right. Arenado scored. Dylan Carlson with a two run home run, and the Cardinals are ahead four to three. They are hitting. They are getting some bats. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, it's batting practice for one of these here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another thing. Oh is, my God! Do you want to see this though? What? So he's not even through five innings. Bottom of the fourth, four to three. He's gone three and two thirds, four hits, four runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. Oh yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> but he's I mean, ten strikeouts, and he's not even through the fifth. You fickle St. Louis fans. It's. I think it's. I think you're right. There is that statement is correct. This is the. We are not used to seeing this. Or two sports. In the same season. Oh, we got to fire the coach. Oh, we got to fire the coach. There really wasn't that much talk of firing. Baruby? I don't think there was that much oh, talk. Oh, my Lord. It was, a, it was a constant scapegoat that it was JB's fault or it was the defense's fault. We don't want to get, like, crossover into hockey just yet because we got to talk about hockey playoffs. And, you know, hopefully Andy's got a few few comments at least about hockey more than he does about baseball. I mean, I watch it more than baseball. I'm like, okay. I'm already, so, cry- I'm already crying from hockey, all right? Why? What made you cry from hockey? My boy Pat's out of the, out of the playoffs already. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that, but then again, I did laugh my ass off knowing that Tarasenko and Patrick Kane got eliminated from the Rangers. So that is that where Patty Kane's at? Yeah, he went to New York. And Boston's out. Yeah, Boston's out, which is even better. Makes all and Colorado's out. But again, we don't want to get to hockey just yet. So, do you see? It's too early to make any trades. Unless you're willing to, you got to pull the trigger now. If you're going to take Shohei, yeah. If you're going to take Shohei, what are you going to give him? What are you going to give? Well, him? I mean, and here's the problem. You know, there all the fans want Shohei Otani in St. Louis. I want Shohei Otani in St. Louis. He's a dual threat. He's great on both ends. As the Cardinals are finding out right now, at ten strikeouts in the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem: you bring Shohei Otani in, you're in the same boat that the Angels were in. With Albert Pulos, all that money tied up, you're gonna have to do a long uh, contract, which the Cardinals don't do long contracts. For I would say, if anything, for if they could somehow convince him, four or five year deal, max deal, probably gonna be in the mid range of like two hundred and fifty to three hundred million. Okay, and then guess what? You don't get any other pitchers. We're bringing pitchers out of the minors. They're pitching three or four games, going back down to the minors because they got destroyed. But on that fifth day when Shohei's pitching, we may get away. And then we <coughs> run the risk of losing. And we have Michaelis along with that for the rest of the season. And you run the risk of possibly losing Jordan Montgomery, who it seemed like they were really needing to build around this coming yeah, I mean, season. But now he's a free agent at the end of the year. Do they trade him or do you think they're going to sign him? Because he even said he's not going to talk about a contract in the middle of the season. And I mean, honestly, that's the best thing because when you start doing contract negotiations, you're taking your mind off of the game because you're worried, all right, am I going to have a team? Am I not going to be on a team? What kind of money should we really be asking for? And, you know, it all comes back to your mental health and going mental health during the middle of the baseball season because you're worried about what's going on next season. You're looking you're looking ahead too far. Mm. You got to make it through today to get to tomorrow. So why worry about something next year when you still got this year to worry about? Yeah, I can see that. Do you so do you make a trade? And if so, who are you thinking? 
Well, I mean, right now, if you're making a trade, and you you know, there's going to be there are a few untouchables in your own organization. They're not going to trade Walker. I don't know. They won't trade Mason Wynn. They sent Walker back down to Memphis, and he had. I think he got a home run his first at bat, and then he's kind of struggling to pick up. He's still struggling to pick up that slider. And here's my thing. So. If you're really, really wanting to bring Shohei Otani to St. Louis and bring in a great pitcher, you, you said it, it's going to have to be a fourth. Yeah, I mean, Don't it's forget, a dual threat. You got you keep mentioning the fact that he's got those 10 strikeouts, but the dude literally led, I think he was second in home runs last year behind Aaron Judge. Um, Yale. He's a dual threat. So bringing him in would be great. You're going to have to give up at least two players. And probably some big money. You give it up a pitcher. Um, nobody's going to take Steven Metz right now because he can't hit the strike zone. <laughs> so it's probably going to be someone like Jordan Montgomery or something like that. Which or you dip into the Memphis uh, guys and their number one pitching prospect. But there. here's the thing. When you, once you start getting out of the major leagues and you start going into the minor leagues, the amount of players you're giving up starts going up. I mean, not necessarily because you look what what they gave up for uh, Arenado. They basically look, gave Colorado up. was smoking dope when they made the deal. All right, <laughs> nobody in their right mind would have made that deal. Austin Gomer and a basically a couple of double A pitchers and a used uh, bag of balls and a pitching machine. That was pretty much what they gave up to get Nolan Arenado and that contract. So I mean, you're gonna have to give up. A major league pitcher, which if we give up Jordan Montgomery, we're bringing Shohei Otani here, so it's not that big of a deal. One for like probably three or four. And you're going to have to, I'm just going to say, you're going to have to give Jordan Walker up. You think they're, oof. that's, that's Here's the a thing. tough one. Jordan Walker's young. You either, have, you either give up Jordan Walker or you give up Mason Wynn. And I think they are so high on Mason Wynn taking over the shortstop position within the next, like, two years. And if they give up – either way, you give up one of those prospects and you run the risk of a lot of prospects that the Cardinals have had over the last 10 years. And they just fucking tell me, tell me one they that's, go off. Tell me one that's uh, still doing good. Randy Rosarena? When he's not in trouble, he hasn't been in trouble in a minute. Two years, he's been he's been clean for the last two seasons. He has been clean for the last two seasons. Luis Robert doing pretty damn good in Chicago. Just saying, they have a tendency to leave St. Louis and go get in trouble. Uh, you're thinking of Carlos Martinez. That's pretty much been it. I think. C- no, 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 no. Who? Uh, Rosarena got in trouble for. Uh, he got. In, he yes, he did get in trouble. And since then has done his time. He pled he pled a guilty, I think. He got probation and basically got a slap on the wrist from MLB, sure, but he did Who went down to Miami? And I'm not talking about uh Mo Bear. It was one of our uh prospects. He's getting he's doing great like stat wise, but he's getting his ass beat by like Atlanta and New York. I was like, no Mo Bear got in a lot of trouble when he left. Well, he wasn't a prospect though. No, I'm just saying. And he's barely hitting he's not even hitting uh hitting Andy's weight right now, <laughs> sitting in Atlanta. <laughs> he's got like two hits and one of them's a home run. 
All right, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's play. Uh, oh. Let's play our buddy Retro Champs. Uh, right, before, we hit, before we hit Retro, since he's a little mental health guy right now, mm-hmm. uh, let's do what we talked about last or before we went on the air tonight. So last week, our show did not end in a uh, normal range. Mm. Not at all. Not at all. And for that, for everyone that listens to us all the time. I just want to say we're sorry about the way the show ended. I, I you have nothing. No, no because no, because I, I lost it last week, and you know I lost it. Yeah, but I just want to apologize for the way the show ended. Everything I said came from the heart, and I meant it. And let's hit our boy Retro up for uh, some mental health, guys. Yo, it's Retro Champ, and you're listening to Beyond FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Retro Champ with the remix to 90 on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. We appreciate Retro for everything he does, and I cannot wait to see that show at the Grand Dell later this month, uh, the 26th at, yeah, the, the Dark Room at the Grand Dell. It's him unplugged. Doors open at 7.30. Show starts at 8. You better be there. I'm going to try to get there. I'm going to try to take uh, the old lady out to her birthday to see Retro. He better. Uh, you tell him that and make sure he gives like Chrissy a shout out while he's like up there performing. I can't promise what shirt I may or may not wear. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna kill. He's gonna kill us. In all honesty, if we show up in those shirts, he is going to straight. I almost wore it to work the other day. Oh my god, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, so Andy's on the show. Uh, don't want to f- keep him in the dark too much. So our buddy Retro, there. It's make a long story short. He got busted out a couple of years ago. He likes um, to eat booty hole. So, uh, <laughs> it's it's a, it's an ongoing joke. Uh, a drummer for a band called Discrepancies got drunk and just randomly yelled at him at the middle of the pageant, just saying, "Hey, Retro, so you eat ass?" And Retro Champ turned into Retro Chomp. So a couple of weeks ago, we had him on the show, and we surprised him with Retro Chomp 2024 shirts. <laughs> nice. <There you> go. <laughs> he was not. He was not happy. He was pissed at me first, and then he expected you to be on his side. And he goes, "You believe this shit?" And Doug says, "What this?" And he pulls something. I got, got the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy. Hey, but so. you know what? He fills in when we need him to fill in, and he's a great guy. A really good guy. He is a good guy. He is the best guy. Uh, want to talk a little bit hockey? Uh, so we all know the Blues are out. What? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Tommy Crane from Gorilla Theory wants to come back on the show during the Stanley Cup because he wants to talk some more hockey because he could have gone all Let's night. Let's do if it he, if you if we would have let him. He would have gone the entire. He's one who has to leave. I know he had to go deal with his kids and whatnot. So I say that as somebody that doesn't have any kids that can say that kind of statement. Uh, we're down into the second round: the Devils and the Hurricanes, the Oilers, the Golden Knights, uh, the Panthers, Maple Leafs, and the Kraken and the Stars. Toronto made so it past the first round. Pretty much every team that me and Tommy had mentioned. I think you had said. Uh, your team to go for the second round that what you wanted to go the whole way was if I'm not wrong, My Tampa was, that, Bay was Tampa Bay. Yeah, they got knocked out. Me and Tommy both said we wanted to see um, Minnesota, if not to be the Golden Knights to make it to the second round, and Minnesota gets knocked out, but the Golden Knights carry on. The best part of it was the fact that Colorado. And Boston both got eliminated in the first round. And Boston had the record-setting year. 65 wins. Yeah. 60, I believe their record, I have to look it up. I believe their record was 65, uh, 12, and 5. But you know what? Here's the thing. So, President's Trophy winners, too. Well, yeah, when you have the best record in hockey, I hope you're president. 135 points for the regular season. But, all right, here's that's, the thing. That's freaking crazy. And this is kind of what makes 
hockey. I mean, there's several things that make hockey stand out over other sports. But, and we see it every playoff, and people are always surprised. When you play, and okay, so in baseball, you have series. Three to four game series. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one or two games. Three, five. It goes, it's a two game series no, no, I'm to just, start, then three to five. I'm just talking about in throughout the whole season. Okay. It's somewhere between, you know, a two game series. If it's like the Cardinals and the Royals, they'll do the subway or the I 70 series. And, you know, the Yankees and the Mets do the subway series mm-hmm. where it's one game apiece. And, but Battle usually, Ohio, yeah, it's usually like. Three, three to four games. You might see a five-game stretch if there's a rain out that they're trying to make up. In hockey, you don't get that. No. So when you see these teams win 65 or even 50 to 60 games a season, they're playing a different team every night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so when back-to-back it, nights. Right. Like home and away series. Like so lose it, it against Dallas at the end of the year. So when it comes to the playoffs – you know, they're playing these teams every single night. So it's not like, okay, Boston played the Blues, and then tomorrow they're going to play the Kraken. No, they played, who was it? Um, Florida. Florida for seven games, I think mm-hmm. it was. Made it all seven. So Florida was going back and watching those tapes every single night. And they were up 3-1 to one on the series, and mm-hmm. Florida came back to win because Florida had that, all right, we can go look at these tapes Watch these films. I'm saying tapes like we're back in the 60s. Um, I mean, still, it's relevant. But they can watch iPads. Yeah, Yeah. they can watch it in real time now and be like, all right, this is what we need to change. And yeah, Boston, that's like, oh, well, this worked last night. So let's do it again. So then, you know. Florida's changing their procedures. Boston's staying afloat. Well, next thing you know, Florida's going in. It's kind of like when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. You know, there was some nail-biter nights. Mm -hmm. But they put the whole thing on JB's shoulders. Yeah. We're going to either win the Cup or we're going to lose. You look at some of the stats through, like, the entire – that that first series against Winnipeg. There was some close games, except for like the game that like Winnipeg won. Like it was like seven to three, seven seven to four, or something like that. And you would expect but our to games take JB all, out yeah, the next day. And all of our games were won by at least one point, if not two. Very seldomly, I think the only time we won by more than two goals was game seven. Uh, no. Game seven, we won three two. Or game six against Winnipeg was a three two. Oh, I was talking about game seven against Boston. Oh yes, they just ran away with the game. We won four to one that. But I was thinking of that five, that six to one drubbing of uh, San Jose that pushed us on. Yeah, there was uh, some extreme circumstances in that game. Yeah, they were pissed off all the hell about the Uh, the hand pass goal from like the day two two games prior. But I forget. Yeah. That I will never let Timo <laughs> Meyer ever forget never. that moment when they when the Blues almost thought about taking it like get, picking him up the season. Yeah, I was like, I'm I, I don't know how to react to that because I want to hate the motherfuckers. He uses his hands. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. All right, but how did you feel when they picked up? Um, I just blanked on his name. Oh boy, from Boston. Oh, Tory Krug. With yeah, the monster hit on Robbie Fabry. Yeah, I still. I still don't think there's there was like some resentment between Robbie Fabry and Tory Krug for like the year that they were together. There is still some like there was still some bad feelings about that. They just need here's what the Blues are going to need to do next season because 
they got a lot of uh, fixing things. They got three draft picks to start. They have. They need a fight at practice. <laughs> that fight. <laughs> No, it has Stanford. nothing to do with it. Took yeah, you're right. You're and not I'm doing you're not JB. Wrong. It was you're, a fight in the middle of practice. You're not wrong. It took Carl Gunnarsson just absolutely slapping the piss out of Zach Sanford to get that team kind of like turned around a little bit. That we need a win song, man. Yeah, they they did Gloria. Retired that. Retired it and never came out with anything else. And it's like no. they've sucked ever since. Yeah, and then yeah. I think well, why you did they retire it? That was a great song. I think it was because a lot of because it works so well. Radio stations played it too much. Radio stations, Walmart, gas stations, <laughs> everybody's car driving by. Like, yeah, Pat's like, man, this is the easiest night at work. I've got one song. Right, one song. <laughs> we're gonna go to a commercial break and then we're gonna play it again. Hey, I got a request coming up for more Gloria. <laughs> Somebody just wake me up at the end of my shift. <laughs> Could have voice tracked that entire night. I, you, but you're you're not wrong. There's they do have a lot of things to fix this upcoming offseason, and they have a lot of potential to come back next season. And like fi- they, if they do things right, they could figure it out, and they could be a playoff team yet again. I don't know what they need to do with Colton Pareko. I think Colton Pareko, they're stuck. They're stuck. They they have to like sit Colton down and be like, you are a six foot five, two hundred and ten pound, nothing but muscle defenseman. You don't throw your body around. You get in the way. You turn the puck over. What? Like, I think I, so. Here's the thing, and people are probably gonna tell me I'm crazy. You're crazy, but I think if you notice when that all started for him was after Jay went down. Jabo, yeah, yeah. After his that heart his, attack that on the, that was his, that was his, his line mate. That was his line mate. Yeah. Ever since that, he's not the same defensive he was. Because they have thrown out every possible defensive pairing with the six defensemen, and it's like no one sticks with him. I mean, I, you know, it, it it is something when the guy you've played with your whole entire career mm-hmm. is almost looking like a big brother. Is situation. dead on. The bench. Well, he wasn't dead, but... He might as well have been. <laughs> Cardiac arrhythmia, that's what they called it. So it was just like basically... His they heart canceled st- the game because... His heart stopped for like a hot second, basically. And then they canceled the season. Yeah. That would be the worst way to go out. I mean, you know, at least he wasn't allowed to play after that, but at least let him go out there like and skate for two minutes for a game. You know, let him finish on a good note. I mean, like, Chris, pre-skate pretty just, much like Chris Letang yeah. has been trying to do because the guy's had a heart attack and like two strokes over the last like four or five years. Not to uh, switch back to baseball. Did you see? Uh, I can't think of his name now either. Uh, just, I know everybody's names. Just came back. I want to say he plays for Oakland. Just had his first career at bat since uh, battling cancer. Mm, I'll have to look it back up. I just saw you uh, your phone on you. I know, but I don't feel like looking stuff up in the middle of the show. That's rude. <laughs> I like to use my knowledge that I have. So you're just thinking I'm rude right now because I'm sitting there looking at the scores right now. So no, we're still winning. Uh, let me. I'd have to look, but you know we're talking hockey, Douglas. Yeah, four three in the good, sixth. Good, good. So, uh, Andy, what are you thinking? What would be your big fix for the Blues if you had to like point it down? 
Oh man, I haven't watched a lot of the Blues hockey this year, but what I just wearing a Stanley Cup champions. Hat. Right, I know. I know. <laughs> you had to point it out. I'll tell you. you had to point it out. <laughs> I have wore this hat. I wear this hat almost every day since 2019, and uh, it, uh, maybe, it's I, need, maybe clean I need for a, every day. Maybe I need to quit wearing it because I uh, didn't seem to work the last few years. <laughs> but uh, you know, to me, it's like you know they they've made so many changes this year, and uh, like you were saying, those two were so used to playing with each other for so long. And uh, these guys, they're not used to playing with each other. I mean, they keep making these changes, and they need to get in a get a good team and get a good rhythm going. So I couldn't even tell you half the Blues players right now because they've changed so many. Not neither can anybody else. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think the the questions that still remain are: are they bringing back Jakob Verana because he was on fire. I think what? he had like 14 goals through like the final 20 games of the year after we picked him up from Detroit. Now the question is: Is Toronto going to let us get ROR back? I think. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. I'm wondering that too, and I'm, I'm thinking, especially with them making it to the second round of the playoffs. It's if if he ends if they win the cup. God forbid they win the cup because the last thing anybody wants to see is Toronto win the fucking Stanley if Cup. If they win the Stanley Cup, take, Ryan O'Reilly better retire. I if <laughs> if. Toronto takes wins the Stanley Cup. I guarantee you, like the whole world of hockey will explode. You let us wax the top of your head just in a reverse mohawk if they win mohawk? it. I pretty much got a mohawk. No, no, reverse mohawk. Hell no. Straight the down middle. the middle, just, just middle. wax no, it. No, absolutely not. I ain't messing he's, with this. He's like, with this. he's like, I got some. I'm not that confident that they're not going to win. No. But they are They are down one nothing right now to uh, Mac, Chuck, and the Panthers. They were down 2-0 in the series, if I'm not mistaken, and I came back to win. They, were they? I think they were. Uh, or was it? Now you're going to make me look. Uh, always looking up the phone. Always looking. Always looking. But, they okay, so. were. While you're looking this up, everyone's so excited about these all these first round draft picks, all these draft picks. They were up two nothing. They were up. Yeah, they were up. Or no, Lightning. Here we go. Sorry. Yeah, they were up two to uh, three to one and blew it. And uh, yeah, Toronto or Tampa Bay came back. But go ahead. So everyone's worried about these all these draft picks that the Blues have. Name me the last player that was. Drafted that went straight to them to the NHL. Uh, at the you, there's been a lot. Crosby, Ovechkin, Eric Johnson, okay, Jonathan Taves, so Patrick we're, Kane. We're talking players that were you know 15, guys, 20 years ago were relevant. No, but you're we're I can you you're gonna make me do it. You're gonna make me do it. Patrick Kane was relevant. What year? Uh, up until probably like two or three seasons ago. Okay. When was he drafted? Uh, I want to say 07. Okay. So almost 20 years ago are the players you're almost. naming that were drafted one straight. Well, I'm Ovechkin's been in the league for 50. <laughs> 50. Sidney yeah. Crosby has been in the league for almost 60. All right. So I'm having a look. Grandpa up. Joe Thornton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, jumping this this gun of, oh, we got four first-round draft picks. Three. Does, three and then a second. Or a, Connor Bedard is projected to be, like, NHL ready. So you but I'm just saying. Like that. You got you to look at the – okay, so 
out of the three, say we pick up uh, Bedard, that's one player out of the 27 people they're going to draft this year because it seems like they, you know, did nothing. Ad, but- no, Adam uh, Frantonini is projected to go number two behind Bedard from Michigan, and he's projected to be NHL ready okay. as well. So, but here's the thing. My point is, the Blues ain't getting the one or two spot. Probably not the one spot, no, because they have a 5.3% chance of getting them. So those two players that you just named that are NHL ready are going to be gone by the time the Blues get their first first round draft pick. Well, they got a projected 10. They got a better chance of getting the two than they do to get the one. But I think their overall best projection is to get at least in seventh, maybe eighth overall. So those two are going to be gone. Probably. So they're going to be getting a guy that's close to ready. So these draft picks, not saying that it's not important that we have first-round draft picks because we have first-round means you're closer to getting the uh, the big shine on the stick. But it's not doesn't mean that it's going to be the fix-all for next season. It doesn't guarantee anything. Right. A buddy of mine was drafted in the 16th round in the Major League Baseball, and guess what? He's sitting on his couch down the street now. 16th round? Yeah. That's that's a, that's a far cry from what we're talking here. First overall versus uh, round 16. But I'm just saying, just because you're drafted don't mean nothing. I mean, heck, look at Pittsburgh Pirate Boy. 13, 13 years, years in the minors. Yeah. Okay, so if you're so you're asking about like the high draft picks, Jack Hughes, New Jersey Devils. Never played a game in the minors. Never played a game in the minors. He was straight up with the Devils right after he got picked. Do you want to know his career statistics so far? What's that? In his first full season, he got 21 points in 61 games. 31 points the following season, 56. And this past year, he got 99 points. 43 goals and 56 assists. Okay, so he's getting better, but it took him four years. It took him three years, but... He's it was still pretty decent for a rookie. Twenty one points about, for a rookie. And you're talking about the the Devils. Now let's talk about a real team. The Devils were <laughs> just gonna say the Devils were a shit team. So they are in the playoffs right now. They yeah, did knock out the Rangers. I'm just I'm just saying, let's talk about a real team. Uh looking back a little further, Rasmus Dahl from the Buffalo Sabres. He was a high draft pick. Brady Kachuk, Matt Kachuk went in the same draft. Quinn Hughes. Okay, but but okay. You brought the Kachuk boys up. You have to bring their daddy's name. I'm not saying their daddy had anything to do with it, but his their daddy's name sure helped carry straight in. Uh, you want to? You, do you want to know Brady's Kachuk's numbers when he was for the U.S. Development National Team? I'm not saying that they didn't put up the numbers. Boston University put up 31 points. His rookie season, he had 45 for Ottawa. And you don't like him. I like Brady. No, no, it's Matt. You don't like. I love Matt. What are you talking about? No, because I, like I said boys. I said bring the one here. Oh no, he'd be terrible here. I would no. I said I said bring Matt here. You said to bring Brady at the very least, and I said he's not Matt. I'd rather have Matt. So Matt's clearly, a, you don't like him. I. It's that's not a fair. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, that's completely it's fair. Like I love that. you, but I respect your distance. <laughs> 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 Keep that away from me. I don't want that here. 
Let's be friends, but we don't have to talk. (laughs) I'm a fan of yours to stay (laughs) over there, basically. Uh, So, Devils and Hurricanes in round two. Hurricanes are up four to one right now in game one. Oilers and the Golden Knights play later. It's the Leafs and Panthers, Kraken Stars. Who are you thinking now that you have to pick again since your team got eliminated? I'm going to go Kraken. You think the Kraken are going to take out Dallas? Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Leafs. So you, got the Le- you think it's going to be the Leafs versus the Kraken? Yeah, that would be a great... Original six versus expansion yes. from the last two Original years. six wow. versus the newest. Wow. Andy, what are you thinking? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of hockey. If you had to guess, though, take a stab at it. Just a shot in the dark. You know, how long have the Golden Knights been in the league? They've only been in the league four for years. Four years, right? Yeah, since 2018. And they haven't won, have they? No, they came so close they came their close. first year. Yeah, so I think I kind of like to see them win. King of Chope. Uh Petro and uh, who was it? Now I'm going to have to look that one up, too. <gasps> Reavers is out, isn't he? Re- yeah, Reavers is out. That was my... Whole, uh, Barbashev, yeah. Ivan Barbashev, and Alex Petrangelo are playing Ivan. for the Golden Knights. Huh? Ivan. Ivan. <laughs> it was Ivan the whole time he was here in St. Louis. He goes out to Vegas. <laughs> it's Ivan. Well, every, I mean, everybody's <laughs> pronounced. You ask John Ham, even John Ham pronounced it's Ivan Barbashev. So my buddy John Ham may be drunk when he's talking about it too. <laughs> All right. I've been drinking with that man. He can so, drink. Katie's going with uh, the Golden Knights. I'm saying I wouldn't mind seeing the Golden Knights make it, but then again, I wouldn't mind seeing the Oilers make it. As anybody but Toronto Dude, is more of my go. philosophy at this yeah. point. The two newest teams going at each other. Could that make it the Stanley Cup final? No, it couldn't. That'd be great. It's, they're both in the West, both so the West. it's a Western. We conference. need to change that. <laughs> the Western Conference Final, basically, Oilers or the Golden Knights versus uh, the Kraken in the Western Conference Final. So Connor or not Connor, um, uh, even Barbership McDavid, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, yeah, has his finally has his chance. He puts up so much, so many points up throughout the year. I see with Oilers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, play some, what do you think? Some Gorilla Theory? Yeah, yeah let's play that play, Gorilla Theory. Play some Gorilla Theory. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Andy a little bit more. Probably wrap things up eventually. Uh, here's Gorilla Theory now on Beyond FM. <laughs> Cause we all know, a body's a 
So we got Gorilla Theory first, and then it comes in waves featuring Christian O'Neill of Chemical Youth with Burn. That's one of their, I would say, one of It Comes in Waves, like, best songs, in all honesty, but don't quote me on that. And I believe Rob and uh, Kenny are going crazy right now because I kind of mentioned that, too. So shout out to Rob and Kenny. They're awesome. Uh, we got It's the Monday Night Show featuring on a Wednesday. We got Andy Barra on the show tonight. Andy, we appreciate you coming along. Even Sorry. though you've been kind of like lost a little bit with like some of the sports talk and stuff like that. So trying to keep you in on uh, some of the hockey talk at least. Uh, so one thing we mentioned earlier on in the show, not just a personal trainer, and I'm blanking on the official term. Men's physique competitor. Men's physique competitor competitor tell me how you got involved with that uh it's something i've wanted to do um for a while um and then my my brother ended up getting into it in april last year and then uh, i couldn't make that show we were out of, i was out of town but then he invited me to the show in august at ameristar last year and uh i wasn't quite ready but uh, I decided to do it. It was my first show. This one was a natural show, so um, you know I thought I had a better chance anyway there. So I went ahead and just uh, didn't go through a proper bulk phase, but I just cut. I just just cut <laughs> all the, all the fat that I had, and uh, I ended up getting down to like one thirty eight for my show, and it was just just pure muscle. But it was I was I was smaller. I'll be. 20 pounds heavier this show, so I'll be at 160 at this show, um, so that'll be nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Last year I wasn't sure, uh, you know, what it was what it was all about, but uh, it's hard on your body. Um, it's hard on family sometimes um, just because you eat a lot differently. You've, you've, your workouts are longer. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but it's something you're proud of after you do it. You told me uh, a while back when I think we were working out, and you said, "Well, your kids are trying to eat ice cream, and you're like, yeah, my yeah, kids can't have anything. Yeah, they don't like me whenever I do these because uh, <laughs> I don't keep I like I, you know, I love ice cream. I eat ice cream almost every night, um, but I do work it off at the gym the next day. But uh, I don't buy ice cream whenever I'm doing these competitions because I don't want to look at it. So if I <laughs> If I don't buy it, then my kids don't get it, and uh, and they do not like that. So I did buy some ice cream um, the other day, and I have not ate it yet, surprisingly. And uh, I'm ready to tear into it on Sunday, though. What's your uh, go-to <laughs> ice cream? So we get, um, like, the chocolate fudge ice cream, Blue Bunny. Ooh. So my, my son has a, a tree nut allergy, and uh, Blue Bunny, they have the most uh, tree nut-free ice cream. So we always go with them. So, but yeah, I'm a uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to eating some ice cream and and candy. It's it's yeah. Talk to me about your diet though. Like you said, you had to cut, and like, what are you basically eating during that situation? Like, when having to cut weight, more or less. Yeah. So um, I do a 12 week prep. Um, it all depends on the person, but personally, I do a 12 week prep. So um, starting 12 weeks before the show. I'll cut out a little bit of carbs, and then I'll start doing more cardio in the workout. Um, and really, the first two weeks, I just cut out mostly sugars and, and snacks and stuff like that, and then just to get things going. And then uh, when it gets closer to the show, 
Um, you cut out most of your carbs. You're only eating a couple couple hundred grams of carbs a day. Um, and then this week, they call it peak week. So this week is, uh, it's very different. So like I drink a gallon and a half of water a day with about 5,000 milligrams of sodium. So a lot of water, a lot of sodium. Um, and then starting tomorrow, I'll drop it down to just one gallon or a half a gallon of water with no sodium. And then Friday, no water at all. Absolutely no water. And yeah, <laughs> you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, no, no water. Um, but I do get the carb load on Friday. So you do load your carbs up the day before the show. Um, but you don't do water just to kind of lose all that because that's basically all you have right now is is just water weight and a little bit of fat. So what are you drinking? Like instead, you're not drinking at all. No, so you don't drink. Yeah, you don't oh, drink at all. I failed. And then oh, uh, God. yeah, then Saturday <laughs> is the same thing. You don't really drink on Saturday, um, and it just kind of you know dehydrates you and tightens everything up. But um, that. Friday was okay. Going one day without drinking was okay, but Saturday after the second day, I mean, it it was tough. That's all I wanted to do was drink something. I think we need to make dad bod events. (laughs) (laughs) Dad bod fitness challenge. I mean, it could be a thing. It could be a thing. You're right. Show up, drink some beer, Uh, barbecue. eh, Don't want to take it too far. I mean, you're you'll be winning for sure. So, well, look, I'm not giving up <laughs> drinking fluids for 48 hours. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, man. damn. No, it's it's tough. Like, um, what motive? Like, what's the motivation though? For like, talk to me about that. Like, you know, damn. yeah, you know, it's funny because everyone always says, "Well, what do you what do you get? Do you get money or whatever? You know, do you get money if you win? You're like, no, you get a medal that you put in your drawer and never look at. But like, <laughs> you know, again, it's for me. It's one of those things where I'll do another one. Not this August, but the the following August. Um, but for me, it's something where I am competing against other people, but really I'm trying to compete against myself. Like I said, this show I'll go in twenty pounds heavier than the last show, um, and and with the same body fat percentage. So the next show, hopefully, I'll go in another you know ten, fifteen, twenty pounds heavier. So. Um, Talk to about the like the competition itself. Like, what do they like? What do you do? You're basically up there in like shorts, and they you you bronze, right? Like, yeah, you spray yeah. tan. Or yeah, whatever. they tan you Friday night. They, uh, I've I've got some pictures. <laughs> like, I, you know, if you look at the the flyer you made this morning, that picture with the medals. I mean, you just get darker and darker as the day goes on. But uh, yeah, Friday night they tan you, and then you can't shower or any of that kind of stuff or wear deodorant or anything because it messes with the tan. And then Saturday morning, they tan you again, and that's when they do, like, your face as well. Um, but then you, you go on stage. Uh, first you do a few, like, your own, like, solo act or whatever. You do a few poses, um, and then they line you up with the other competitors. Um, so then they'll have you do your, your normal side pose, and then they'll have you do a back pose. Um, and then they kind of move you around to compare you to other people. Um, but it's an all-day event. It starts at at uh, about eight in the morning and it doesn't get, it doesn't get over till about 10 o'clock. So in men physique, it's, it's usually the last category. So you got all the women's women's wellness, women's figure, women's bikini, and then you got the men's uh, bodybuilding and women's bodybuilding, men's bodybuilding, men's classic physique. Classic physique is kind of the same thing as physique, except they're the ones that go out there in their underwear. So, and then physique, you wear board shorts 
So you don't have to worry about your legs as much, and that's why <laughs> why I do that one because that's definitely a weak spot. But uh, but yeah, I I mean it'll start at eight o'clock, and I won't go on stage until probably one o'clock, and then final start at five, and uh, probably won't go on stage until like ten o'clock that night. Damn. So it's a it's an all day event again with no water and no nope. <laughs> just a little bit of food. So just a little bit of food. Yeah, like. a little bit of food. You do you do eat more, uh, especially in between. The prejudging and the finals, because um, I think they pretty much know who's going to win after prejudging, and the finals is just kind of like you know looking, get one more good look to make sure we made the right decision. So, but you had the medals the last time. What uh, was that first place or? Yeah, so so the category I did was um, was by height. So in my height category, I got fourth place, and that was all ages, and then I do. Uh, men's 35 plus so it's just it can be from 35 to, to 70 so and this show you know the reason i'm doing one of the main reasons i'm doing this show is not only is my brother doing it but my dad's doing it at 63 years old he's going to be doing the show this will be his oh, first show obviously and then uh my uncle is flying in from pennsylvania and he's uh 49 so he gets to do the he gets to do the 40 and over, so he was trying to get one done before he turned into 50 and did the 50 and over. So. Do you remember, uh, like, this is day, like this is going back to high school, you remember Corey Clouser? Uh-huh. His dad? He does it. Does oh, okay. It. I believe he does it. Okay. I, think, might, I know yeah. he works out a lot, but I think he was doing uh, he was doing it as well. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys, like, ran into each other at competitions or anything like that in the past. No, I haven't seen him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... It's tough, but I'll tell you, it's, it's something you can, well, you know, I mean, you're, you're on a weight loss journey right now and you know, on like on those Friday check-ins that we have, when you see you you lost the weight or whatever, like it's exciting, it's, it's rewarding. And you know that the hell I've put you through during the week was worth it. (laughs) Right. So you might be cussing me out during the week, but then you're praising me on the Friday, right? Like, okay, like, I guess it was worth it. Um, and that's how these shows are. I mean, it's, it sucks during the week, but uh, well, it sucks for twelve weeks, but um, but then you know once you're there on stage and and you look at yourself and and you get the medals and you you realize it was worth it. Do they have like sponsorships and stuff like that, like in the bigger stages, or does it get any? Yeah, I mean, if you go, yeah, if you go pro or whatever, um, like this is a national qualifier, so if you get first place in the overall, then you can um, you can be amateur basically, and then you can go pro after that. Nice, I believe is how it works. So, but. so, I know my buddy Jake Wegman's going to be out there this weekend. Yeah. But I don't remember what he's doing. I don't know if he's doing bodybuilding or physique. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, 30s. 30s. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Young so. 30s. Yeah. So, he could be in the same class. I said, if he's over 35, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you never know. The you never know how many people are that's you know, the thing too is you don't know how many people are gonna be in your category or you know, you can look at past years, but you know, sometimes there's eight, twelve people in a category and other years there's only three. So top five medal. So, you know, if there's only three, four, five people, then you got a good chance of getting a medal, but nice. You know. The girl we used to work with, Jen Garland, um, she does extreme extreme bodybuilding. Or physique now, I guess is what it is, and uh, she just actually is in a contest to be on men and women's uh, health. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. That could be a goal for you, Andy. You'd be on men's health. 
I mean, it'd be nice, but probably probably not. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I get you know on uh, on Instagram and stuff. I get uh, I get asked to be you know sponsors for these uh, athletic wear companies and supplement companies and all that kind of stuff. And you know, eventually I might do it, but you know, I want to I want to find the right company. I don't want to just make money. You know, so many people out there get approached by these companies and they. They take it and they make a little bit of money from selling their products, but um, it's not really something they're passionate about. You yeah. know, someone like First Form or something came to me, then yeah, because like I use their products, I love their products, I love the the story behind the company. You know, but some of these people I've never heard of. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what's uh like? What would be your like your favorite flavor for like protein shakes? Uh, I do cho- chocolate, honestly. I just do chocolate. I, a lot of those cookies and cream and all the other stuff, and they got all those pieces of whatever's in there, and I just can't can't do that. Cookies and cream used to be my favorite, and then I just kind of grew out of that one yeah. altogether. I'm like, that was cool when I was like first starting doing protein shakes, but yeah. like now it's just like it was whatever. Like, they only had like vanilla and chocolate, and then out of nowhere they dropped cookies and cream, and it's like, yeah, but that was this is great. It wasn't even. Uh, a first form it was like go to walmart and yeah find what kind of protein and like oh cookies and cream looks great yeah. i go crazy i go crazy on like the fruit loops one that one's my favorite for sure yeah i know that's a popular one with a lot of brands too i think i'm doing red velvet right now i'm working on that for like the slow digestion one at night yeah. so see i do i do a lot of like especially when i'm bulking and stuff i'll put a lot of peanut butter and stuff like that in there so like yeah. like peanut butter and you know Lucky Charms doesn't sound doesn't sound great, so that's why I go with the chocolate or the like the weirdest the mixture I've ever heard. Right, so like you know, just go with the the chocolate. So peanut butter chocolates, you know, that's a good mix. Just put like a scoop in it, and yeah, yeah, hit it on the blender. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. How does that work? It's like I only use like the shakers. Wow. So, yeah, no, I got to use a blender. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. A lot of people do like they'll do like a little bit of milk, water. Protein and then your uh, peanut butter and then some people put like oats and stuff in there um, for the carbs. But again, the oats—it's like the cookies and cream one. Like I can't do chunks of stuff. You don't like and, chunky things. Yeah. So do you ever make them to like smoothies or anything like that? Or yeah, I'll put ice and stuff in there too. Sometimes yeah, just to mix it up. I was just asking because I used to work at Jamba Juice and the stuff we would make for people that would work out all the time. Yeah. This just in: Doug has worked at another another job apparently so this guy i was the assistant general manager and then the uh, regional training manager there there you go i was again i ask the same question every single week where haven't you worked i haven't worked for any local police departments Um, (laughs) i've I've been to them but i haven't haven't, haven't worked there (laughs) i'm I'm familiar with the department but not they know me uh, by name but not for like that right they sent me to a a a corrections facility up in way up in Illinois uh, a couple weeks back. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to go back and pick this up. I got to duct tape my butthole shut the first time I walked in there. I don't want to go back. Go back. Jesus Christ. I'll right, drop Andy, the soap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, where could they find you on the socials, basically? I know you're big on TikTok lately, Instagram. Yeah, uh, Instagram is uh, Andy underscore Barra, B-E-R-R-A 86. And uh, Facebook, I really don't know because my account just got messed up and I had to create a new one. Um, and my TikTok as well. I think it's 
burrito amigo or something like that. I've had it for like <laughs> a billion years. But uh, if you go to Instagram, there's a, a link tree that has all the all the links to it. What's what's your usual thing? It's uh, here's your useless fact, or here's your new fact over a useless video. Yeah, it's a yeah. useful useful tip over a useless video. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you said you're not taking that. You can't take like very many more clients. But if anybody has like any questions, they can get a hold of you. Basically, at least give give people in the right direction, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, like I said, I mean, I'll you know I'll help anybody I can. Um, as you know, it's I mean, it's not too much work on my end. Um, it's the initial, um, just you know, trying to figure out your goals and all that kind of stuff. But um, as you know, I have an app that I I put your program in. And literally all you have to do is go to the gym, open the app, look at your workout. It tells you a step-by-step. And then... Uh, even shows a video and whatnot, even, too. Yeah, it shows a video. It shows pictures and videos of, of what you have to do. And then uh, and then after you do it, then you're you're good to go. So, so if you don't know simple. how to do jumping jacks, Doug, it would show you... Uh, look, I jacks. tried doing one of those video things <laughs> once before. I tried doing V-Shred, and I was like, you know what? He, he Well, he actually got me. He knocked me out when I started doing hit training, and he's like... I need to do this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Hit training stuff. I had a, uh, I had Patrick do that training. for a week. So, uh, yeah, he's got that mixed in his. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I always say, uh, you know, I I charge for programs, but information is free. I mean, if you know, if, I'm not just in it to make money. Obviously, I want to make money, but I also want to help people, and it's just great just watching people hit their goals. Well, good luck this weekend. We appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Next week, we have Greg Jovi from St. Louis Anarchy on the show, the heel manager extraordinaire, Greg Jovi. So that'll be an interesting show. Have we heard back from Matt Jackson? Uh, yeah, he wants to come. He definitely wants to come on the show. Good. So we're going to convince Bring Matt your brother Jackson. Nick. We're going to convince Matt Jackson of St. Louis Anarchy to come on the show. Not the Young Bucks, but the proprietor of St. Louis Anarchy. I got a joke this week. I have a joke this week. Do you want... Ha, you, I don't have one. You don't have one? I don't have one. At least not a clean one. Well, Andy, you're a dad. Do you have any dad jokes on you? No, I don't have any right now. I mean, I'm sure I do, but... <laughs> All right, I got one for you. All right? I'm ready. What do you call stoned cows playing poker? What? I don't know, but the stakes were high. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all we'll see you next week here on beyond fm here's uh inimical drive it's reckoning on beyond fm